millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. NobleGoldInvestments.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Is the LeBron James of special interest fundraising in this town? Leave it to Congressman Matt Gates to call Kevin McCarthy the LeBron James of special interest funding. The crazy showdown uh, in the House Speaker election continues as Kevin McCarthy has lost 13 out of 13 of the rounds of voting. I'm joined by Emerald Robinson, formerly of Newsmax, now on Frank's speech. Thanks so much for joining me for Truth Bombs. Yay! <laughs> okay, so what is, your, what is your take on on these 13 rounds of voting that you've seen and still no House Speaker in four days? 
Look, I think it's a good thing, right? Because uh, DC has been operating on the uniparty co-pilot function of the machine. And it's almost appalling to most of the members in Congress and most of the DC establishment, the lobbyists particularly, who are ready to get to work with the new Republican majority and Kevin McCarthy at the helm. In fact, uh, lobbyist Jeff Miller has already been seen going into the Speaker's office, which Matt Gates has accused McCarthy of squatting in, given he has not won that position, but he started moving in on Monday, if you saw them bringing in the boxes and everything. Um, so I think it's a great thing because it reminds the country and particularly reminds D.C. that we're supposed to be a democracy or a constitutional republic in which debate happens and I have a six-year-old son, and he, he's in a great school. So they already read books about Thomas Jefferson, Patrick Henry, our founding fathers, the Constitutional Convention. And what I was reminded, and even though these are on a sixth-grade level, is that there was lots of debate. There was lots of disagreement at the founding of our country, though they were in agreement that they wanted to leave. Or eventually, some weren't even in the beginning, that they wanted to uh, not be a British colony and they want to be an independent union, they, you know, there was lots of disagreement. There there was in the infancy of our country. And slowly over time, we become this machine that serves special interests. And um, I tweeted something about how the six or the, excuse me, the, 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 the opposition 20 was standing strong and, you know, actually representing the people for once and someone else, it's Sundance uh, from the Conservative Treehouse tweeted, no, well, you know, it's even bigger than that because America has become a corporation and it's ran by a corporation. And our members of Congress are essentially employees of said corporation. And if they want to stay there, they'll serve the corporation. And this has been a big shakeup. So no matter what happens, I think it's great. I know, and I, I mean, you've covered D.C. too. This just doesn't happen. No one has the gumption to go against the Uniparty because they know they will come at them with the full weight of the federal government. So this has taken a lot of character and a lot of strength. Yes, we've had some, uh, you know, we had some congressmen flip back to McCarthy today, but they are, as of right now, till 10 p.m. tonight, at least seven standing strong. And I know probably at least three of them won't give in no matter what, but that if it's just three, McCarthy gets it. But right. It's more like five. It's a little bit tougher for, for him, but I think it's good. I think it's also, I think it's funny that you can see how much members of Congress don't want to do the business of the people, right? They don't want to want to have to debate. And when they spend $1.7 trillion, we don't have this kind of debate. McCarthy wouldn't care if it was sending another $100 billion to Ukraine, we would not see him fight this hard, right? It's just because it's his own interest and his own skin in the game. Right. And the DOD announced more funding for Ukraine today. Yeah. Uh, so, exactly. I mean, so McCarthy definitely gained ground uh, today. And it's now at last, after the 13th round, there were only six opponents of McCarthy holding on. And we're going to look at their votes Um and look, look at, you know, the face of, of the seventh who finally conceded to McCarthy. And it was just like the look of shame on this congressman's face when he had to say McCarthy, when he held out against McCarthy this whole time. We're going to show that. Um, we're also going to get into the January 6th anniversary because you were there covering it for Newsmax at the time. You just told me at Capitol Police, uh, shut down your live shot. So we're going to jump into all of that as well as some other uh, very interesting news. So before we do, a shout out to the sponsor of my coverage, Noble Gold Investments, is pleased to let you know that gold is the best investment class of 2022. According to longtermtrends.net, gold has actually outperformed the S&P 500, Dow, and Bitcoin for 2022. So what are you waiting for? Open a gold IRA or silver IRA with Noble Gold Investments this month and receive a free quarter ounce American Eagle gold coin with every qualifying IRA of 50,000, you can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments. And there are thousands of five-star reviews. Of course, there's always a risk in any investment, no guarantee of any kind, but gold's a pretty great bet. Okay, so I wanted to, first, I wanted to show, just, it's getting, people are getting pretty frustrated in this vote for House Speaker. Now, Matt Gates stood up to not nominate once again Jim Jordan against 
Kevin McCarthy, but Jim Jordan has been consistently voting for Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. Uh, Matt Gates still wants it to be him. So when Matt stood up, another congressman interrupted him, started shouting him down because they are so upset at Matt Gates right now. And I just, I don't understand why Matt is the only congressman who seems to be for his constituents. But anyway, here's the full soundbite. You only earn the position of Speaker of the House if you can get the votes. Mr. McCarthy doesn't have the votes today. He will not have the votes tomorrow. And he will not have the votes next week, next month, next year. And so one must wonder, Madam Clerk, is this an exercise in vanity for someone who has done the math, taken the counts, and is putting this institution through something that absolutely is avoidable. My colleague, Mr. Garcia, did not say this, but many of my other Republican colleagues have. They believe that Mr. McCarthy has earned the position of Speaker of the House because he raised half a billion dollars to get Republicans elected. engage in personalities against other members of the House. Several believe that one earns the position of Speaker by raising enormous sums of money, and there is no doubt that the individual that was nominated by Mr. Garcia is the LeBron James of special interest fundraising in this town. There is nobody better, but I would suggest that there are qualifications for speaker that are far more important. There are attributes that are far more important. Jim Jordan has those, and I am submitting his name for nomination at this time. So let's show the t- original 20 who were holding out against Kevin McCarthy. New York Times shows their faces. It has whittled down to just six. And the latest one to finally cave and and vote for Kevin McCarthy uh the UNIF party member, Kevin, was Andy Harris right here from Maryland. Uh, let me just show you guys what that what his face looked like when he finally caved and went for Kevin when he obviously uh, didn't want to. Harris. McCarthy. Yeah. So that's, it's interesting. I want to show you guys just so people can see what this looks like. This was each of the six who stood their round in the, in the 13th round, Kevin McCarthy losing 13 out of 13 rounds, just barely um, thanks to these six who are not budging. And here is each of their votes. Biggs. Jordan. Bobert. Jordan. Jordan. Crane. Jordan. Fry. McCarthy. Fulcher. McCarthy. Gates. Jordan. Good of Virginia. Jordan. Rosendale. Jordan. So there it is. We'll see if they continue to hold on. Um, I did want to show one. One member of Congress explained why he caved to Kevin. I posted that on my Twitter. Uh, Representative Dan Bishop from North Carolina said, I came to Washington to change the status quo 
Uh, and the brave stand of 20 members elect has procured an agreement that makes substantial progress on the score. Our agreement completes a months long effort to cause the Republican conference to reform rules and procedures, commit to specific policies and strategies and improve the distribution of conservative voices across key committees. These achievements will help to make the people's house truly work for the American people. Again, we will hold Mr. McCarthy accountable to his promises. Do you think anything will change, Emerald? I'm doubtful. Maybe I'm ever the pessimist, but time has unfortunately proven me correct over the last few years in that, I, I mean, you just don't see any change ever in D.C. And I really commend those six who remain strong because you got to think about what they're going against Ivory. And probably if you're out there, you get it to a certain degree, but when you've been in D.C., you really get it. you got the full weight of the government. you got the full weight of conservative ink. And also now you have America First Incorporated, who's becoming its own sort of thing, right? Like conservative ink, though they say they're MAGA and Trump. And have for years now platformed on draining the swamp. When it came to draining the swamp, guess what? They didn't really want to do it. So you've got these now six people going against basically the Trump, you know, the Trump Inc., the pundits and the Trump. You've got Fox News coming at them. You've got every conservative media outside of the real independent, what people call conservative, but real independent media. And you've got the federal government, you've got Democrats. So this is quite remarkable what they're doing. Now, they say they've procured, you know, the, the ones have caved, that they procured some, some agreement. But look, this is something that they presented to Kevin McCarthy back in the summer, Ivory. And this, is, this should actually be baseline for any Republican majority, right? It's a rules package that is just trying to peel back some of Pelosi's rules. It should have been a given. It shouldn't have even been like a question for Kevin McCarthy or a Republican majority to have this kind of rules package. So when you talk about how much, you know, ground is really gained in perspective, it's really not that much. It's trying to just set the baseline back to what should be. And if we're looking at, I I think Tucker has some good suggestions about the January 6th defendants and releasing all the information, all the footage from January 6th, I don't see Kevin McCarthy being brave enough to allow that to happen. To happen. And when we're talking about these investigations, right, everybody's like, well, Jim Jordan is going to be at judiciary and we've really got to get to these investigations because the, the Republicans are going to hold them accountable. They're going to really do this and this and this. At best, let's be honest, this just proved to you, okay, that there are not enough Republicans in the Republican majority to be brave enough to actually use the power of the purse, which is what it would require, right? Let's say they do the investigations and they go ahead and solidify what we all know, that the FBI is totally corrupt, the DOJ is totally corrupt. Most every institution, the CIA is absolutely corrupt, the DHS, you know, Department of Homeland Security, all of our institutions are very corrupt. Okay, they, they put that in a report. And now it's like, what kind of accountability do you have? Let's say we're going to go church style. And you're going to look at doing it through the appropriations process because that's the power that Congress has. Do you think this Congress who backed Kevin McCarthy and they couldn't explain to you other than the fact that he's good at fundraising as a selling point? Can you can you imagine that they're actually going to hold out on a spending bill to cut funding to the FBI, CIA, you know, Department of Homeland Security so that they can't do their ministry of truth and do their targeting of domestic terrorists, which is, you know, we're probably on that list. They just protest. They don't have that courage. So at best, you're going to see some theater. You might learn a few things um, that Jim Jordan wants to put out there and go on Fox News and talk about. But at the end of the day, they're going to do referrals to the Biden DOJ where they're going to die. And everybody's going to pretend they did something. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't have a lot of hope either. Sorry, <laughs> no. And I mean, <laughs> not only defund the FBI, but just get the FBI to follow the Constitution. Um, well, and anyway. you have to do that by rolling back, right? Because they reappropriate. So what we've learned about the the FBI through these whistleblowers, and we're going to have one on the show on Monday on the Absolute Truth. What we have learned is that they took away funding and resource from going after human trafficking, sex trafficking, child trafficking, 
to reallocate those resources to going after grandmas and grandpas who, you know, unsolicitedly trespassed at the Capitol or who maybe posted the wrong thing on social media and are ignoring real sex crimes with real victims. So what you'd have to do is cut their funding so they couldn't have those resources. But I don't see enough gumption in a Republican majority outside of those five people to do it. And it takes more than five or six. Right. Absolutely. Uh, okay. So I want to show, okay. So Matt Gates yesterday nominated Donald Trump, which, uh, I've seen a lot of comments saying nominate Donald Trump for house speaker. Uh, Matt Gates actually did that. And Trump responded on true social by posting this image kind of joking. Uh, that's him as house speaker. Um, but speaking of draining the swamp and getting Kevin McCarthy out, Trump endorsed Kevin McCarthy. Trump, the king of draining the swamp, endorsed the swamp lord, which was really confusing. What's your take on why? He's actively making calls for Ronna McDaniel, too. And that's because of the people he has. Trump doing this stuff? Well, it's because of the people he keeps around him. You know, Trump is like a flashlight. He was amazing, and his legacy will always be that he showed us what the institutions really were, how corrupt they were, how they've been infiltrated by communist Marxist ideology from academia to our intelligence community. But every Shakespearean character, right, every Shakespearean hero has a character flaw, and he has a sort of the people he puts around him. And it's sort of, it's very Shakespearean, right, because so so often the... uh, the uh, hero in a, a, a Shakespeare play is the people who are around them that are the downfall that betray them, right? And he's just not learned his lesson on that. He still has those people who are opportunistic and they are doing, like, you know, doing business but with the RNC. And You're saying that Trump isn't with it enough to decide himself whether McCarthy is a part of the swamp or not. I, I think he knows, but for some reason he believes he has to have them. Like, why would he still be talking to Lindsey Graham at this point? And he still does. He feels like he has to have these people. I, I, I don't understand that. But he lets he he has excellent instincts. He actually, I have been around him enough to know and covered him enough to know that he has great instincts. But he lets other people talk him out of his good instincts. Now, as far as the speakership, if, if if he if there had been enough traction, he was absolutely willing to do it. He really was, and he had he had weighed really like pushing it. But I think he felt that there had to be more of a consensus among the mem- members of Congress. I also think he doesn't like to be on the you know whatever whatever team gets in power. He wants to say he backed them, and so that's his you know now keeping with McCarthy because he thinks ultimately the McCarthy is going to be speaker. And they'll say, I, I, I backed him, but I, I don't know. And here's the interesting part. Now I agree because he has made quite a few missteps recently. I've talked to a lot of members of Congress over the last week and I've asked, you know, well, how much of a factor is it, is it that Trump endorsed McCarthy? And I'm like, well, we don't really think it, you know, it didn't affect those who decided to oppose him. Right. They were not deterred by right. Trump's endorsement of him. And that's big. He, Yeah, he didn't make a dent with that endorsement. So a lot of people are wondering, is Trump losing his sway? I think the last two weeks, Ivory, has not been good for him, even amongst his base. I think it... I think that the the big the big announcement he did and then it ended up being an NFT card when people thought it was going to be something about the speakership, whether or saying anyone but not McCarthy, that was a thought that he might say that or that he would run for speaker. And then when it was an NFT card, if he had just even because that same day he put out a great, you know, um, freedom of speech policy, if it had been that it wouldn't have even though it hadn't been about the speakership. The policy ideas that he presented in that video were really good. I think people would have really liked it. Then he, um, then I think there there was a group that came into Mar-a-Lago that week, and he talked about how he was, you know, on their agenda, and that didn't sit well with a lot of his supporters. He probably should have just not wait in there. And then the next, uh, the next two days, he endorsed McCarthy, and then we hear that he's making calls behind the scenes for McDaniel. 
And that with people who want to drain the swamp and what he promised to do, it's not a good look. But what I think is positive about it that, you know, people who are supportive of the America First agenda is that it transcends a person, right? It's no, it's not about one man. And when that man is gone, it's over. It's that it's about the ideas that that man stood for in 2016 that kind of created a movement. And now the movement even transcends him. Doesn't mean he's not going to be a major factor of it in the future. And maybe he still is the leader of it, but he does have some catching up to do now. I, this is the most I've ever seen the Donald Trump since 2016, 2015 lose some relationship with his base. Right, right. I did get a comment saying I think he's losing his base. When you said he allows people around him to influence him, I thought he is a Gemini. You guys know I love astrology. He's a Gemini. I don't know about it. What they're known for is blending with whoever is around them. Like my brothers. Well, Gemini. that's what they say. In the, that's what they used to say in the White House. That you, what's going to happen is the last person who talked to him. The last person oh, who had his that's, ear. Before that's he- so Gemini. Is it? Oh, interesting. Yeah, my brother's Gemini. He would he would adopt the like the accent of whoever he was around and <laughs> and like really? and their mannerisms and like decide he wanted that career and this career based on who he's around. That's so right. yeah, it's <laughs> very Gemini. Um, okay, so January sixth. That's today. We're we're two years since the yeah uh, the little thing at the Capitol that. The, the media calls an insurrection. Now, Biden, Biden was just true to form today, you guys. Uh, so Biden goes out to do this serious speech about January 6th, and he calls it, he, he screws up, he screws up the date of January 6th, guys. He calls it July 6th. Here it is. Fully consequential. Not a joke. If I can halt for a second and just say to you, the impact what happened on July the 6th had international repercussions beyond what I think any of you can fully understand. Fully consequential. The impact on July 6th had international repercussions. Gotta love Biden. <laughs> and, and it's even in his prompter. You know what is what's funny. He's or sad. He sees the J. He's not sure if it's July or January. Look, the day that, speaking of January 6, 2021, I was there that day, but I was also there the day standing on the North Lawn in the White House the day that Joe Biden walked through the gate and he walked past me. And I was even on the little, 20th inauguration. Yeah, yeah. I was there for when the Trump team left. It, you know, that was a really interesting time, Ivory. I hadn't covered the White House before that, so I wasn't there for any other transition. And at noon on that day, basically everyone who was still there that was working for the Trump administration, they leave the premises. And there's about 30 minutes where there's not really many staffers. There's some who have to stay, you know, to in order to, you know, get this, keep the systems going for when the next people come in. But it was very quiet. I just looked around and I, I, you know, I was watching my monitor and watching what was going on with inauguration and the parade down, you know, the Constitution and uh, Constitution Avenue headed to the White House. And but then what's weird is that the Biden people started trickling in. And you don't think I spent four years with a press corps that was totally antagonistic to the past administration. Now, there were some people like Hallie Jackson who would do a really good job pretending to be their friends. And so they'd be a little buddy, buddy. But. All in all, it was really kind of, so there was some faking, fake friends, and they would get them drunk, and they would leak to them. Hence, was that one girl, Meredith, who got ousted because she told, like, Josh Dawsey from WAPO too much at dinner one night because she got hammered? So they would use them, but all in all, it was antagonistic. But when the, the Biden, I said, I almost said Obama, because they're really Obama's team, right? <laughs> so when they came in, it was like a family reunion. And all of a sudden, they, like, even the camera people were from CNN were hugging the press staffers. Oh and the sound guys and the reporters, and it was, you know, it was hilarious. But then, um, then I realized, wow, it really, you know, it really is like they're just one, one thing, one entity, one party. The press is really the PR arm of the Democratic establishment and the Uniparty, let's be honest. Um, right. So Biden walks past me, and he was so frail then. 
Ivory. He was so frail, he was just shuffling. He could barely make it because that had been a long walk for a man of his um, capacity. And he uh, he shuffled by me, and and then it was about I don't know seven eight months later. Some Secret Service guys who were you know probably had a couple beers was talking more than they should because they never ever told me anything. I mean. They were always super nice and friendly, but they were very conscious of the fact that they served the president all through the years that I've been there. But this has been a lot for some of them because they know his true state, his true health, his true mental capacity. And it's tough to know that this is the person who's supposed to be leading the free world. And, you know, they were telling me he was having some incontinent issues and other and you know, and then we start learning more like the Vatican thing. People think it's a joke. I tend to think that's true. Why the meeting took so long with the Pope, because I had heard that from secret service already that he was having those kind of problems. Oh, wow. That's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It's, I, I just can't imagine him surviving if he, you know, if he, for some reason got reelected in 2024, that he would still be alive four years after that as frail as he is. I don't think he more thought he would make it this long. I don't think the administration thought he would make it this long. And I think that they, they, I mean, uh, what was also interesting is in the early days, like the first year of the administration, you could tell that Kamala, or one of the first, probably not year, it probably diminished before that, but like the first eight months, I say, Kamala Harris's staffers seemed like, oh, they were the ones really running things. And they were all like, you know, like, you can tell they were showboating and Biden staffers, even Jen Psaki was a little more reserved and except for in the briefings, you know, and sort of like, they seem more like, and then Kamala kept messing things up so much that and she was so mean. She was losing her staff and she just couldn't handle, they couldn't even like media train her. I mean, Joe Biden is like mentally incapacitated and you kind of understand that he can't, that he messes up on prompter and you know i mean he's old and he probably has had a lot of medical issues but kamala harris is just bad at it and they thought that you know they put them into power and it was really obama right obama's team his machine really got them there and the idea they thought was like well biden's going to make his way out and then we'll have kamala in but she couldn't handle it and then they were just kind of stuck with biden they never expected him to last this long. I think at some point they really had prepared for her to take over, but then she just, she can't manage to not mess up. You know, she, she can't speak much better than Biden. I know. And it's, and it's <laughs> I think just because she, it seems like when you watch her interviews, it's like that she genuinely hasn't been paying attention to what's going on in society. And so she doesn't know what to say. So she says the same sentence over and over. <laughs> I think she's just actually not that bright. And that surprised me because I expected Kamala Harris, you know, maybe to be devious, deceptive, and lie. You know, you expect that. But you expect her to be really good at it. And she's not. That was surprising to me. Right. If she's the VP, you know, you would think. She got that far, yeah. Okay, so you were there January 6th, two years ago. You were in the Capitol. You were doing a report... I was watching Newsmax. I remember it. So I was, I was working for Fox in Houston at the time. And I remember I was night side. So I was, I was uh, getting ready for work, watching mm-hmm. you on Newsmax. And but you didn't know me at the time. So you probably didn't, I, I didn't know you at the time. <laughs> but I, um, but I had been watching Newsmax a lot at that time, I think because I was so tainted with my own company and all aspects. And so I was watching Newsmax and I see and, and you're millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states and our products are non-psychoactive 
radioactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Reporting, and you get, uh, like... What's going on? Like you get stopped in the middle of your report. I saw this. What happened? Yeah. So I'm standing there and um, I was talking about the dynamics of the day. Right. And the fact that there were going to be these contests to the certification process and that the evidence of fraud. And you got to remember, there were a lot of people that you don't remember now that were a part of this. Even Rand Paul was amenable to contesting the certification and presenting the evidence fraud that day. And Kelly Leffler. Remember, um, from Georgia, and there were some senators on board with the obvious members of Congress. But yeah, I believe, yeah, I believe it was a uh, 139 members of of the House who right. voted to overturn the election. Uh, yeah, or at least to stall the certification process. And the idea is that it'd be sent by, back to the state legislatures for more time to look into what happened because you know all the evidence they had, and there was a lot. And so I was talking about that, and I think I did say, uh, you know, at that point, I have to go back and watch. I don't think I've ever watched it since, but that, you know, I could hear that Mike Pence was making this way. I was in the what is called the Cannon Building Rotunda, and it's like literally the round part, and that's where the press are. Um, I was doing my report on the 1 o'clock hour show, and then I, I heard like a, a bang, and I did say something, oh, because it caught my attention and obviously the audience would know something caught my attention. So I said, you know, I've heard a sound. I don't know what's going on, blah, blah, blah. But then I tried to keep going. And then Capitol Police come up and they're like, you got to stop now, everybody. You know, and I was trying to like wrap it up. So it wasn't so abrupt. And then they started just moving me off. I'm like, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. And yeah. So So I think that's a lot of people. But it wasn't as bad as it looked with me getting pushed off air because we went and sat in a basement at the Cannon Rotunda. And I was with a lot of these reporters who now are saying they're going to therapy and that it's the worst day of their life and they're traumatized and they can't actually go back to work in person and all this. And, you know, the most upsetting thing that we face down there in the Cannon Rotunda basement or the Cannon basement is that the Dunkin' Donuts closed, even though the workers couldn't leave the building. 
nobody could leave. And we were sitting there without food and coffee and everyone was really upset about that. I mean, we didn't have signal. We didn't know much what was going on outside, but um, yeah. And I see now a lot of these people and members of Congress, I saw them around and we talked and we chatted and, you know, it, and I see them now like talking about how it's the worst day of their lives. And it wasn't. So in your area of the Capitol, it was boring. It was just, yeah, no, we sat there. And I mean, at this time, two years ago, 5 30 PM, I was still sitting there. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So January 6th, um, two years since then. So we talk about the $1.7 trillion uh, spending bill that was just passed, which the 20 who've been holding out have, have been saying, this is part of why we got to get rid of McCarthy. It, he's, yeah. he, he's all about these spending bills. The, the bills always have a bunch of things snuck in them. And one of them was reforms to the electoral count act, which ties back to January 6th. Yeah. So spending bill that passed just before Christmas Apparently now it it prevents uh, what happened two years ago, where all eyes were on Mike Pence, wondering if he would you know do the right thing, as a lot of Republicans were saying, and send it back to the state legislatures because there were just too many questions about the integrity of this election. Um, they've shut they've shut that down now. Um. I can bring up the article, actually. NPR was covering this. Uh, it hasn't received a lot of news. Uh, Congress passes electoral reform uh, designed to ward off another January 6th. So now, I guess previously, it was just had to be one member of the House and one member of the Senate who mm-hmm. wanted to object. Now it has to be 20% of each, each chamber to object and, yeah. uh, and other provisions that make it, it much harder for any change. Um, another big part of this reform is that it, this, this new wording makes it clear that the, the fact that the VP is in charge of, of this procedure on January 6th is just ceremonial that he doesn't actually have any power. So and then, Trump, but then why did they have to do this? They said Pence didn't have any power then. Exactly, that's what they said back then. And Trump was saying the fact that they had to pass this this new reform to this bill from the 1800s proves that Pence could have done something. He could have sent that he back. Could have. He could have. But why would our nothing that our founding fathers really did was ceremonial, right? It was all about checks and balances and making sure that there was always a remedy for a fraudulent situation or to make sure that our Republic was a Republic. Um, So, you know, why would you have the vice president, why would it be ceremonial and pretend in some way that he has some kind of say over the certification if he really didn't. And that day, according to how the law was, Mike Pence did. He tries to act like he didn't. He even changed. Remember, he changed what he said from what is typically said by the vice, vice president during the certification process to make it seem more as he didn't have any power and that he he, he literally changed the, what, the, the verbiage he used. So, look, they wouldn't have done it if it, if there had been not if he hadn't had the power. And now, you know, I'm a little bit disappointed, um, particularly in Senator Rand Paul for just, just supporting this because a he never likes omnibus bills and bills tied into these big bills supposedly, and then this is tied into this you know big omnibus bill, but also is some of the legal you know like the puppy act or whatever that he supported. Um, because it just, I, this is what the Democrats wanted, and there it makes it harder for the people to fix their elections, right? Everything about 2020, and we've learned even more since that day. It should have been sent back to legislatures to look look at, and probably two weeks would have been long enough, but that was the original plan that was presented to the vice president's office and to the White House was that, look, 
We're not saying that this isn't ultimately certified, but this should absolutely be investigated. It warrants more investigation. So pause it for two weeks. Don't start, you know, contest it and then see if you get enough members to not certify that it has to be sent back to the state legislatures. But now if it gets to that point, it's just certified. It's just like in Arizona, right? They certified it with all of these problems. They certified an absolutely fraudulent in which Katie Hobbs, as secretary of state, presided over this extremely problematic election. Then she called for, you know, then she's involved in certifying it. And then there's no questions about it. And they're just installed in these offices, offices, which are likely not, and, you know, most probably not the will of the people because Arizona is kind of the best, most obvious that we can break down in a digestible way and that the, the country was watching very closely scenario. Absolutely. Um, I, I was just reading that the Idaho killer, who's been all over the news, was tracked down with the same sort of cell phone ping that they use in Dinesh D'Souza's documentary with True the Vote to track down these traffickers of the ballots. And yet police are applauded with the Idaho situation, but the people who track down these traffickers of your votes are scoffed. So obviously everyone in the establishment from politicians to media is turning a hard blind eye to whether our elections and our votes really count. And so that's well, they're not even turning a blind eye, Aubrey, as you know, they're actively covering for it. They have to go out there and lie because they're not just not covering it. If they were just not covering, which happens a lot, right, with certain stories, like you said, the electoral count reform is not is not getting a ton of coverage. They're just not talking about it, right? right. But when it comes to election fraud and crimes, they actively sow disinformation about the real information of what happened. And, and they constantly use the buzzword uh, unverified or, you know, false claims. It's always the same buzzwords, buzzwords. And they're actively a part of engaging in the conspiracy. Totally. I got a Facebook fact check article written about me because I covered the truth about Wisconsin's election, which you could look up on Wisconsin's state website, uh, the numbers. And uh, so I got fake people saying that I'm lying when they're lying. And I was like, this is what we have to do. Well, listen to this. I got an AP fact check request this week. So, you know, they'll send you an email sometimes. Sometimes they do it. Sometimes they do it. Don't and say, oh, well, we're fact checking this or we're verifying this. And we're about to do an article. And we just want to know what evidence you have to support your claim of blood. It was about Damar Hamlin and a tweet I put out about, you know, his collapse on Monday from cardiac arrest. And the, the, the first passage in the email from the AP verification team, which is not signed by someone with a name, it's just simply signed AP verification team, because they've learned that when you sign with their real names and you look them up and you find out some 23-year-old who just got out of college who has no idea what they're doing, has never even worked at anything, and you know they went to some you know, totally indoctrinated university. So anyway, there's that. So they stopped doing that. They don't even sell their names to it. But the first sentence said, hi, we're contacting you about your tweet regarding DeMar Hamilton. Hamilton. They hadn't even bothered to verify and get his name right themselves while they were trying to fact check me. And they just said he laughed. I thought that was just such the epitome of fact checking, right? Such Such the perfect example of fact checking. For sure. It's, it's crazy. Okay. So, uh, just going back to January 6th, two years ago, um, the, um, attorney general Merrick Garland put out a statement today on, this is, um, his little statement on the second anniversary and he lists, uh, the criminal charges more than 284 defendants have been charged with assaults resisting or impeding officers or employees, including approximately 99 individuals who've been charged with using a deadly or dangerous weapon or causing serious bodily injury, which 99 people with deadly weapons, just, just a reminder that I haven't seen any evidence that anyone had a gun there. There, No, I, I I mean, yet it's an insurrection with zero guns. (laughs) 
<laughs> I think at this point, aren't they counting bear spray as um, as a deadly weapon? Look, the the more that people dig, like Darren Beatty, Julie Kelly, even the January six transcripts when they're when they were released, they're the the narrative crumbles. It doesn't hold up, so they can't even put too much out there because it it just crumbles. And yet they get it. They they still get by with these false narratives and and incarcerating people, pretrial detainment. You see Joe Biden giving Ruby Freeman and more uh, CD media. Todd Wood got FOIA uh, evidence related to her. It's a body cam footage from a policeman in her personal home ring doorbell in which she talks about the fraud. She was willing to blow the whistle on what they did at the State Farm Arena and even before. Um, and today she got the pre- a presidential medal from Joe Biden. Wow. But if there's no pushback and there's really not that much, how? I mean, outside of five congressional Republicans, how much do you hear about the plight of the J6 detainees from anyone in Congress? No one in the Senate. None. Not even Rand Paul says anything about them, really, right? McCarthy right. has yet to say anything about them. So since there's no accountability, there's just this is just going to keep happening. And I don't know. People ask me all the time, Ivory, well, what do we do? What's going to happen? I mean, it's kind of up to us. And I don't, each American, and I don't know the answer to what to do, but I know that Congress isn't going to do it for us. And there's not going to be accountability. I think the best thing we can do is try to, in a kind way at this moment, you know, stand up for these people and also get involved. I mean, I, I talked to some people, you know, who are political operatives. And I had a friend who was particularly successful in the school board races. Like, he's actually more responsible for the, the school board wins in Florida than Governor DeSantis is. He was the operative who went in and, and did the strategy. And, you know, yes, DeSantis is governor and he can take credit. But this it was really his strategy. And that's been replicated across the country. And you even saw wins in, you know, a state like California. And I asked him, I said, you know, it feels, many people feel that it's lost. It's all lost, you know? And I said, but you gained these, you were able to affect change in the school board, you know, the school boards across the country. It kind of didn't even matter the state. They wanted some blue states. And um, I said, is that possible at the local, other positions at the local level, say this, the board of supervisors, the election commission, you know, whatever. He said, Absolutely. This same strategy can be replicated everywhere. And he said, often there's not that much interest in, in those levels, right? And right. so right now, that's still possible. So I think that's one thing. And I think also, you know, I have family even around me who don't understand. They believe what CBS and MSNBC tells them about, you know, J6 and, and the election fraud and the vaccines. And they're related to me. Um, but slowly and surely, and I don't do it in a bad way. I don't yell at them. I don't even say you have to watch my show, but every now and then when it comes up, I'll say, Oh, well, you know this, right? I just give them a fact and then I might show them an article, you know, and they're slowly and surely understanding that they're being lied to. And so I think it takes a lot of that. I think so many Americans have started turning to alternative media, Mm -hmm. uh, the past couple of years. Because the propaganda and the narrative got, became so lockstep and so over the top that it, it literally forced people to start saying, wait a sec, something else might be going on. For some reason, my entire family is just like, they don't, they didn't, they don't believe the media. <laughs> my whole family, like, they, they think for themselves, like, big time. I have um, one side and then I have the other side, you know? So <laughs> one side is like totally, you know, they, they, they're, and I, I, they're kind of the Scotch Irish side, so they're a little distrusting anyway, right? Because they're still running from the Brits, from the British. Um, but in, <laughs> Wait, in the mountains, is your whole family in in uh, Kentucky. Well, it's Virginia, but it's on the Kentucky border. That's my side. Um, yeah, oh, okay. but my husband's family is in California. Uh, so I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, you know which one is which. Then <laughs> I just told you which side is like this, totally. which side is like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kentucky is a red state for sure. Although you guys keep getting Democrat governors. 
Yeah. Oh, well, we're my family's in Virginia, but it's on the Kentucky border. Oh, I see. They're in Virginia. Okay. Yeah, but I have cousins oh, in Kentucky. The holler, yeah. though. It's the holler. It's the holler. Yeah. The I mean, area. if you keep going up the holler twenty minutes, you're gonna land in Kentucky, but technically it's still Virginia. <laughs> it's like a whole. They have like this whole vocabulary I had to learn when I moved out there. I was like, "What's a holler?" I guess it's, yeah. like a, it's a country. It's it's like deep in the mountains. It's a valley in the mountains, basically. That's what they call the holler. It's uh, a crevice in the mountains where you can possibly make a road. And then people live on each side of the mountains. So, yeah. And back in the mountains. But there's just a little, like, one-lane road that goes through it. And then they had words like lick. Uh, you know, lick oh, yeah. location. A lick is a location in Kentucky, yeah. not a verb. <laughs> um, lick, yeah. lick. That was like a whole nother world. I called it the wild, the wild west. So there. where were you? I was, I was based in Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky. Oh, but I, covered, I covered the entire Eastern half of the state. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So I would go gotcha. deep in there. Um, and yeah. There were accents deep in the eastern part of Kentucky where I couldn't even understand. I had to write. What was it? Painville? Painville. Is there Uh, there? Yeah. I think it is. Yeah, like uh, Harrodsburg or something. And they had some wild storms. I mean, gosh, what a time. I'll never forget my time in Kentucky. It taught me so much. Yeah. Uh, But they had storms that would rip through the creeks, uh, tiny creeks huge amounts of rain and it would take houses with it. Yeah. It would overflow so much. Like I, I covered houses being carried away. It was insane. Yeah. yeah Cause usually the hauler is actually now my accident will come out really sick. Um, the hauler road is usually cut along a Creek, right? It follows the Creek, which is in between the mountains where people settled. Right. You've got a cow, you had water, you know, you'd have some cow and goats. Yeah, uh, interesting times. Uh, loved loved it there. Actually, well, I hated it at the time, but now my memories are the sweetest. Um, okay, so we're gonna switch gears and look at. Let's talk about gender roles. We have a proposal video. Here it is. It's a beautiful night. We're looking for something dumb to do. Hey, baby. Such an emotional reaction that I was like, ah, she just grabbed that man's balls and destroyed them. She took his manhood. That was my reaction. Well, yeah, I, I'm definitely very, I'm very traditional myself. Um, but a funny story. I mean, my husband, he looked at me one day and said, we should probably get married. And I was like, okay. And then he gave me my credit, his credit card and I went and got my own ring. So I don't know. <laughs> That was like, it's what I mean for our 10, our 10 year anniversary. I might wanted to get down on one knee and like actually propose to me, you know, but he was very nervous. He had, he had like a, a bad experience in the past. I think he was really, 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 really nervous. And that was his way of like, you know, I think he was afraid of G I don't know anyway, but it's been great. It works for us. Um, I don't know. I mean, society has so castrated men. Maybe she was just yeah. getting frustrated and waiting. I, I, which is is it's sad yeah it is uh i i found this article to to go with it it says in 2022 why are only two percent of women proposing to men why are women and men who fight for equality in all other aspects of their lives clinging to a tradition that inherently does not put them on equal foot maybe because women crave a man to take the lead and men crave to take the lead. Well, yeah. And even these, I hear these women all the time who say they're feminist and you know, even I'm friends with a lot of liberals and they're still single actually ironically. Right. But, uh, but they, they're always complaining, you know, feminism, this and this and this, but then when it comes to relationships, they want the man 
to take the lead and they still want to be pampered and they still want to be, you know, their dinner paid for. And, and I often call them out for the hypocrisy because they're so busy castrating men every day and emasculating them and they're sober policies that emasculate them. And yet they can't understand why they can't find a man to treat them the, the way they want. And I think it's, I, so I do think I have a, I have a little boy and he's six and I'm already cognizant of this, right? Because I know that he's growing up in a world where they're actively trying to emasculate him. And so I, I think my husband and I, and you know, you gotta think I'm, I mean, I'm a working woman and I probably had a, t- I've always had sort of a tougher job than my husband. Um, so, but we still have that balance, you know? he's still the head of the household and I want it that way. And especially being a mom to a son, I really want him to grow in that kind of dynamic. And so it's kind of funny because I don't think we'd be talking about this at six years old, but he has a little crush in his class, his kindergarten class, which I think is really early. And I seem to like a really kind of religious school. So I'm a little shocked, but he's a crush and he's, he's saying, you know, he wants to take her on a date and he's like, well, you know, I, I really would like to buy her a movie. I'd like to take her to the movies. And I'm like, you're six. But then he gets into it and we get to talking about it. And he's like, should I take her some kind of special snack? And I'm like, well, when you're there, you know, you can buy her popcorn. If you can ask her if she wants some popcorn or some soda, you know, or if, if her mom lets her have it or maybe apple juice or water. And, you know, or if she's allowed to have candy or something like that. He's like, yeah, and I will get hers first. And I'm Aww. like, that would be good. So I'm already he's starting to train him. No chivalry. He is. It's so it's so sweet. And he has a little sister. My little girl is two. And he takes such good care of her. And he thinks that he needs to take care of me and my daughter. And he treats me so special. And I don't take that for granted. And I try to foster that because we're in a society where they're literally they're trying to wipe that out in men. They're trying to wipe the gender roles. And I'm very thankful that that comes naturally to him. And my husband and I are trying to foster that. Well, that's wonderful. That is good. Um, yeah, that was an interesting proposal to see. I would never do that myself. I am unmarried, but I would never do that. Um, but no, I've had, I think, you know, the reason I, I'm 33 and I have not been married yet is because it's been hard to find it's tough. A manly man, because a lot of people understand I'm pretty, I'm pretty alpha. Like when I left Fox, like the most common comment I, I got was like that I have bigger balls than men. Like that's yeah. what I and so I'm like, obviously <laughs> I need someone more alpha than me. And that's hard to find. So, um, Yeah. It unfortunately is. I mean, I think it's good that you're in the South, but I found my alpha man and he's, I mean, he's a poet. So it's funny. He's still like very, you know, a pilot, a poet. He's very, it's like a literary journal and, you know, wow. Yeah. He's an amazing writer, but he's extremely alpha. Um, I wouldn't have thought that at first, but he, he's very about traditional, traditional roles, but look, Ivory, I didn't need him until I was your age. How old are you? I'm 41. You look so young. Yeah. So let me tell you, girl. So I have hope. (laughs) Yeah. And then after that, like, we met each other and we just kind of knew. I mean, there was a weird proposal, but, uh, (laughs) you know, it wasn't, it didn't take too long. And so, um, you know, I, and I was old enough to appreciate it too and appreciate his alpha maleness, I think. So. Don't worry. That's true. You know, sometimes when you're younger, when you're a younger woman, you're like, you're living in your masculine. I think, I think I was living more in my masculine in my twenties. Or you're just like, you don't control me. (laughs) You're really freaking combative and stuff. Yeah. And you're like, and then it's, then you gain some perspective and you're like, what are, what am I doing? Yeah. I want, I want him to lead. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, interesting times. All right. Well, I think that does it for us. Um, Emerald is on the absolute truth on Frank's speech. I have linked Frank's speech down below her show as well as her Twitter and Substack. 
Oh, we didn't look at the comments. I, I've got to, I've got to shout out the commentators because I appreciate okay, you. Okay. I'm not used to doing this. Yeah. With comments. <laughs> um, yeah. There's been live comments the whole time. The stats are tough. You're looking at about 1% of the male population of the world. What that has that, that has more alpha than me. Come on now, guys. I'm not that alpha. Am I? Um, uh, I mean, it's not a comment on you. I, I mean, unfortunately, it's a comment on the male population. <laughs> oh, like my gosh. of men need to be on testosterone. Right. Stop stop the video games, you guys, and, and go uh, hunt some animals or something. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, let's see. Um Imagine how many men thought Emerald was out of their league. Every everyone's commenting that they love you. <laughs> um, and they said they said that eighty percent. Someone said that eighty percent of women initiate the divorce. I did not realize that. I think that's probably true. Yeah, it's mostly women who want to divorce. Mm-hmm. Wow. I've had, we've had so many male friends and, you know, their marriage then, and it was really the, the wife's decision. So, um, this person said WTF is that beta letting a woman get on her knee, right? I'm just like, he should have just like stopped her. Yeah. And like done it himself or something, but yeah. obviously he didn't have a ring because who knows what's going on. It'll be interesting um, to see how long that lasts if they do get married. Right. Exa- exactly. Right. Yeah. Like, is he, is our guys really into that? You know? mm. I, I would say most guys are not. Um, okay. Thank you all so much for tuning in the, in the, um, the comments. Um, be sure. Oh, real quick follow up on Greg Phillips. I have not seen what's going on with true the vote. Have you? I have not because I've been so buried in the speaker issue and some of the stuff in Georgia still going on. There's a lot going on in Georgia related to election fraud now. Oh yeah. There's so much. That's right. Donald Trump just posted surveillance video of the, of what happened in 2020 in Georgia on his true social. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the Greg Phillips and Catherine Engelbrecht lawsuit was just in, in its beginning stages this past fall when I, when I covered it. And they had an initial gigantic hiccup where they went to jail. But now that they're past that, it's it's just plodding along. And I'll have to check back in and do an update on that as well. Uh, with that being said, thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. Um, click Emerald's links down below, and we'll see you later. Have Good to see you, Ivory. Thanks. This is yeah. fun. Yeah. Okay, talk to you later. Bye. Bye. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's 
Homes Wall Outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. 